Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's It's never never too late late to fly. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Uh, We are going to be talking a little bit about uh, eating disorders and eating disorder recovery and kind of how they pertain to your journey and maybe some kind of things that happened during this past week here um, regarding uh, that kind of touchy topic of eating disorders. That kind of led us into wanting to make this episode all about that. So, Right. So I think, too, like uh, the way thing that we kind of look at things and view things... um, uh, it's, it's different for everybody and the way that people view dis, uh, eating disorders and weight loss and obesity and all Recovery. of these, they're all kind of put into this box of everybody fits into certain categories or areas. Um, and I think it's very, uh, that can be harmful, that can be damaging, that can be triggering. And I think the biggest thing that we need as a society need to look into and kind of think about is everybody's different and treating everybody as an individual as opposed to trying to kind of pigeonhole everybody into this one category or this one um, area. Right. Especially when it comes to um, eating disorders, it's it, you have to look this way, be recovering like this, and this is how you have to treat it. This is the only way to do it. And I think because recovery is different for everyone and it looks different for everyone, like Kevin said, it can be so damaging to just have it there be like one way. And if you're not doing it this way, then it's wrong. Right. And I think that's that's with anything in life, but especially when it comes to eating disorders and mental health and all of um, kind of like these subjects that we have been diving into a little bit is that when you try and fit it, everybody into one thing, that that's where you run into even, I think, bigger issues. Mm-hmm. Um and it's important to look at people as an individual and and have uh, like their situation dictate, and what they're going through dictate what goes on and how to help that person because that's going to look different again for everybody. Right. And the thing with eating disorders, mental health is that there's still such a stigma around it. And so I think because of that it's hard to kind of break out of what society has classified as this is an eating disorder. This is what weight loss should be. This is what obesity is. Um, And with all the mental stuff that plays into it, because for weight loss, eating disorders, eating disorder recovery, a lot of it is mental. And because of that stigma that's still around it, um, I think that's what's hard is to kind of break through and kind of be like, you know what? No, it's not all black and white. It doesn't all need to fit in this one box, this one category. And recovery, eating disorder, mental illnesses look different for everyone. And so when we try to classify it all as it's either this or it's not there or it's not real um, or trying to tell people if you're going through this, that's wrong, that creates a lot of damage. And that's what I kind of find myself dealing with, especially this week with a certain incident that happened that I'll kind of share with you guys as we go. But right, and I think you could go with that too at the beginning of your journey when you found yourself weighing over 500 pounds. Like there was obviously some sort of disordered eating that was going on to get you to that point because your everyday person is not going to wind up weighing 500 pounds without some sort of eating something going on. Um, And that's not really anything that ever really crossed our mind because I think typically when people think of eating disorders, they think of someone who's like severely underweight. 
Right. And looking back at my journey, it's hard for me sometimes to not think, well, I wish I would have done it differently. I wish I would have known then what I know now and fall into that kind of pattern. Um, Because I wish more than anything, when I started my journey, I got mental help and started talking to someone as I began weight loss and the weight loss process and didn't just focus on, okay, I'm losing weight. Um, Because I think just doing that didn't open my eyes to what was fully going on, which led to now having some weight gain and issues going on with myself. Well, I think had you talked to a a therapist sooner, I think you would have been able to address some of those issues earlier about what got you to where you were Mm -hmm. and kind of fight those demons in those battles as you were continuing to lose weight, not creating new ones at the same time by the things that we're going through as you're losing the weight. Right. Not lose over 300 pounds, gain weight, have swelling issues, have these body issues, still have an unhealthy relationship with food and be like, okay, what's going on? And then now, you know, years later, realizing I have an eating disorder or speaking to someone about that. um, I wish I would have had that help. But I think that goes back to that stigma of when I was 500 pounds, people just assumed I was fat, lazy, didn't move, ate too much, and just had to lose weight. Like there wasn't that, well, maybe there's something deeper or bigger going on. And all the doctors I saw, all the nutritionists I saw, no one ever recommended, maybe you go talk to someone. To a therapist. Right, to a therapist. Or let's figure out why you got to 500 pounds or why you keep turning to food or why you're using food as a comfort and you can't physically stop eating. Um, that was never talked about. It was never addressed. And I think it's because typically, and Kevin mentioned on this, I didn't typically look like someone who had an eating disorder. Um, And I think that's where that stigma comes in, like I was talking about, where we kind of have to break those stigmas and break down those barriers of what people consider normal or what a typical way of being or doing or acting is. Because recovery is different for everyone. Everyone's struggles are different. Everyone's life journey, the path they're on is different for everyone. So there's not going to be one way and one size fits all, especially when it comes to recovering from an eating disorder. Right. And I think too, like, wow, we've kind of talked about too, like knowing what you know now, it's easier to look back and say, oh, you could have done this or you could have done that. But I think too, part of you going through what you've gone through is like you've learned to be aware of what makes you feel a certain way, what makes you uh, do certain things, what how you respond and react to different situations. And I think all of that is key to overcoming the obstacles that you've um, encountered along this journey. Right. And so even though I'm frustrated that I didn't know all of this back then, like I say, this is a journey, life's a journey, and we figure stuff out along the way and along our journey. And so I'm trying to focus now on why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm making the choices that I'm making, and actually changing that mindset so I can actually heal and overcome that binge eating disorder. Um, and I think that is key. It doesn't matter what happened like a year ago or two years ago. It's focusing on doing what you can now with the information you have now and taking everything you've learned and continuing to move forward. Right. And I think too, like how I think we can talk about right now and what's kind of important is how did you come to find out that you were struggling with an eating disorder and how were you kind of diagnosed as a a binge eating disorder? So I kind of started realizing um, once I was very close to my goal weight, 
Um, I was really trying to get to 150 pounds before I had my first skin removal. So that was back in like 2016. Um, And I started, I feel like these things were going on way before this, but this is when I actually started noticing and realizing what was going on. Um, And I started to not want to eat. It was hard for me to get food down. I was pretty much starving myself to get to a certain weight. Um, I was really having a struggle with anything I put in my body, um, thinking anything I ate was going to make me gain weight again. And every time I looked in the mirror, I saw that same 500 pound girl. And so I kind of saw and felt like something's not right with this, like this isn't normal behaviors and this isn't a normal way to be thinking. Um, But I don't think at this point you would even... Like at this point, you were still even thinking about talking to a therapist no, or any of that. It didn't even cross my mind that there could be an eating disorder. It just, I thought there was something just fell off, but I had no idea right. what it was. Like to this point, I wasn't even like, well, maybe I should go talk to someone because I'm thinking this. It was something I kept trying to silence in the back of my mind. Like, oh, this will go away. Once I hit my goal weight, all of this will go away. I'll be happy. Things will get better. Um, I'm only not eating because I'm trying to get to this weight. And it was more like justifying what I was doing, even though in the back of my mind, I knew something wasn't right. So you had disordered behavior and disordered eating and disordered thoughts at the same time as trying to get down to your lowest point. And it got to like an obsession where I need to lose weight, like where I'm at. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not small enough. I'm not good enough. I haven't accomplished enough. And that disordered thinking really started coming in strong and to take hold like that was what dominated your every moment of every day of every day of every decision of food every bite of food i put into my body was constantly thinking is this going to make me fat i shouldn't eat this should i be eating this should i lower calories even more how much more can i go in a gym you know and i was already doing sometimes two hours a day in a gym Um, and sometimes I would think, am I not even doing enough? You know, should I not be eating? Um, and I, you know, completely drastically lowered my calories way lower than they should have been. And part of me even thought, well, maybe I should even go lower. And so in the back of my mind, I knew that wasn't right, but I kept silencing that voice and was like, this is okay because I have to get to this number. Right. So those disordered thoughts were going on and then... You've had your skin removal procedure done. And like, what happened after that? So I had the skin removal um, surgeries and I started to start struggling with myself because I wasn't able to move. I was stuck at home. I was in a lot of pain. Um, And everyone who came over to visit was kind of like, oh, I'm so proud of you. You're doing so great. You know, you must feel so good. You look amazing. Oh my God, look how great you look. And so I didn't want to come off as I'm complaining or I'm struggling because I thought, well, you should be proud of yourself. Everyone else is proud of you. And if you kind of, how do you work? Like if you tell them, you know what? Yeah, I might look good to you, but I don't feel good. I thought I would be letting everyone down. And so instead of talking about it, I started turning to food and I started sitting there not being able to move and just being really depressed and upset because that those thoughts of, oh my God, am I gaining weight? I can't go to the gym. How many calories I'm on? And when you're in recovery, like they need you on higher calories, higher protein to recover. And I started stressing out about that. And instead of not eating, 
I was way overeating. Like I was eating to cover my emotions, my sadness, my hurt, the anger of not being able to work out. Um, well, and anxiety that went along with that as well. But I think too, the other part of that is you were so locked in. I don't want to say restricted, but focused on what you wanted um, up to the point of getting to your lowest that you didn't allow yourself to have those cheat meals. You didn't allow yourself to have those things that weren't on your plan. You didn't, you were so locked in and focused and restrictive to what your plan Mm -hmm. was that I think maybe that maybe played a little role in you kind of that pendulum swinging back the other way a little bit. Like it can't be so locked in all the time and not kind of swing back and have like um, just that situation go the other way. Right. And I think that disordered way was something I've learned now of kind of those eating disorder patterns or tendencies that I had. But when I started the weight loss journey at 500 pounds, I was so focused on doing everything I could to lose weight. Like Kevin said, I didn't go off, you know, I was on Jenny Craig, didn't go off Jenny Craig food, was so restricted in what I was doing that I was so focused. And I feel like that determination, that focus was like good, but also, you know, very unhealthy at the same time. Um, So when I would allow myself to go off, like let's say a birthday, it would completely swing the other way and I physically could not stop eating and I would eat to a point of getting myself sick and almost throwing up because I was eating so much and thinking, you know, you have to eat this because you don't know when you're going to allow yourself to have this again. And so, like I mentioned, a lot of this was happening throughout my journey, but I wasn't aware of it or wasn't aware how damaging it was. Um, until now when I'm really going through recovery and realizing those patterns and those tendencies. But I think for me, once I started realizing something wasn't right was when I was trying to get down as low as possible. But then after surgery, all those thoughts and turning to food again and kind of telling myself, well, everyone says you look good. You look good now. You lost your weight. You're doing so great. Now you deserve to eat. And I think those are the kind of thoughts that kept triggering that eating disorder of telling yourself you deserve to eat, you don't deserve to eat, you can't eat, you should eat. Um, Don't tell people how you're feeling, just cover it with food. And so as surgery went on, I started gaining weight, turning to food more and more. And then I felt like I saw my body gaining weight and I started completely freaking out. And I was like, something's not right because I physically can't stop eating now. Like I'm to a point where it's not even just like I'm on track for a little bit and then I go off. Like there was no stopping me. I could not stop eating. Um, And I think that's what kind of got me to that point of I need help. Like because I- what's going on? I don't really know what's going on and why I can't control my eating. And so it's time to seek some help from outside. And I think that's what society taught me was I didn't even think I had an eating disorder because I wasn't the typical, like you would look like you would have an eating disorder. So that never crossed my mind. I didn't think you could be overweight and have an eating disorder or be struggling with eating too much from what I knew and what I saw through magazines and online and people who had an eating disorder weren't eating and they weren't able to eat and they were very underweight. And so it never even crossed my mind that something like that could be happening to me. I just knew something wasn't off and I needed help. Right. So you went and you talked to a therapist and you got that help and they pretty much said like you were struggling with the binge eating disorder and probably some other disordered thoughts and eating that led up to before um, having this binge eating uh, struggles. 
Um, and then from there, what, how did uh, recovery start or how did, rec- what did recovery look like at the beginning? So first, the way I started seeing my therapist, who I have now, is I went to my doctor and I pretty much told her, like, something's not right and I need help. I need help with food, with eating, where it's not a nutritionist. It's not someone who's trying to put me on a diet or a plan. I really need help with the way I'm thinking. And she said, well, do you want to talk to a therapist? And I said, if that's going to help, yes, I'll talk to a therapist. I'll tell her what's happening, what's going on, um, but I need help. So she put me in touch with like the head of the department and I pretty much told her what I was going on. You have to go through this evaluation so they can put you with like the right therapist. And she said, okay, well, we have an appointment with whatever. I said, okay, but I need someone who's going to help me with these struggles that I'm going through. Like it's not just I want to go in and talk about my feelings, like something's not right and I need help. And so she listened, she was really nice. And she said she was going to put me in touch with this lady who specialized in eating disorders, eating patterns and body image. And at first she told me that and I was like, eating disorder, like, I don't need to go to an eating disorder lady, like I don't have an eating disorder. I just am having problems with food, like I'm overweight, like I'm not an eating disorder, like I don't have an eating disorder. Right. And I think that's where again, that society puts, you know, in a box of what it typically looks like and it's not talked about the bigger picture of what it all looks like like what other people might be struggling with if you're not like the typical right and i think kind of two those things all kind of go hand in hand if you really think about it though eating disorder body image and uh, that kind of stuff like they kind of it's a cycle that kind of feeds itself um and if you have if you struggle with body image you also possibly struggle with your eating and your food Right. Um, so those kind of go hand in hand. And I think the more that if you take a step back and look at what was going on, it probably is bright and loud and clear that, yes, you are struggling with an eating disorder. Right. And I think that's an important thing to bring up is it's the thought pattern and what you're going through and how you're thinking of yourself and food. But just because you're struggling, it doesn't necessarily mean you have an eating disorder, right? Like, we're not sitting here saying, you know, oh, if you're struggling with your body, must be an eating disorder. Like, that's not what we're saying at all. Um, Why I want to share my journey is because I know so many people have reached out on Instagram or my social media and have talked about their own struggles and getting help. And it might not necessarily be an eating disorder, but actually getting that mental help that they need. And so that's why we both feel like it's really important to talk about this. But, you know, in no way are we a doctor or therapist trying to diagnose if you are feeling this way, you have an eating disorder. Um, I just wanted to clarify that. But I think too, to follow that up, it's not like you could be struggling with food, but not have an eating disorder. But this conversation would be beneficial to you because of being aware and having those thoughts and that thought process, whether you're struggling with an eating disorder or not, like this could be a beneficial thing to hear and a way to open your eyes and think about how you're viewing food or how you're viewing your um, your self-image, your body image, and that kind of stuff. So I think just because you're not struggling with an eating disorder doesn't mean that this isn't going to apply to you. Right, exactly. And I think a lot of the steps that I'm doing now in recovery can apply to every aspect of life that I found personally helpful, not just in my eating disorder, but in overcoming lots of things in life. Um, But that's just something I did want to clarify before I kept going is... I'm not saying, and Kevin's not saying, if you're struggling with food or your body or you're having kind of these thoughts that it's automatically an eating disorder. Like, if you think you're struggling with something like that, I would definitely say reach out. 
um, and try to talk to someone and figure out what's going on with you or what your own personal challenges are so you can get the personal help for you. Um, but I think too important to find a therapist or a doctor who specializes in that type of therapy or uh, help. So they're getting somebody who knows what's going on and it's not just a general, oh, well, maybe you have this or, oh, maybe you have that. Right. Someone who can actually help you and say, okay, yes, you do or no, you don't. And let's get you on the path to overcoming these struggles that you're facing. Right. And so the lady at the clinic, she said, I have someone, she specializes in this. And I started talking to her and we really got deep into like my thought process, what was going on, how I viewed myself, how I view food. And it came to it and she said it and it was a very nice way, but she was kind of like, you have a binge eating disorder. And I was like, what's, what's that? Like, no, I don't. Right. You know, and the more, you know, we talked about it and my way of thinking, it kind of a light bulb went off and I was like, that actually is me exactly. Like, that's exactly what I'm going through. Um, And so that's kind of how that came about like that diagnosis and she even told me just because you have this this doesn't define you it doesn't define who you are the characteristics of who you are it's just something that you're struggling with um and that was a huge thing she wanted me to realize is it's not something like oh yeah now i have a binge eating disorder and i have an eating disorder and this is just me now like it's just one part of what i'm challenged with and because now i'm aware of it I can actually get the help and make the changes that I need so I can recover from it. Right. And I think too, like, like that's exactly it. Once you've got that diagnosis or that, uh, that label or whatever you want to call it, you can work on overcoming that situation. Right. And until you get to that point, like you kind of maybe struggle with it, you kind of go around and maybe, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, but you're not actually actively working on fixing those thoughts or behaviors or you think that's just typical behavior like this is normal like this is the normal way of thinking i just struggle with food i just struggle with my body this is just how it's gonna be and you know if you really sit down and focus like what i'm struggling with what am i thinking what am i dealing with and actually start you know going through that process of you know this isn't normal way of thinking or this isn't something i want to be doing or challenge with myself like forever i think once you kind of figure that out then you're able to continue to move forward whether it's an eating disorder or not whether you get classified with an eating disorder or not if we know something that we have to work on or that we want to change that's the first step in actually making the changes that we want to do right and i think too the other thing that um like to be d- diagnosed, you have to have a certain number of characteristics that are within a certain number of days. There's like a big process to actually like diagnosing, okay, that's a binge eating disorder. It's not right. just, oh, I'm eating uncontrollably. Right. Like there's like a whole list of things that go right. into being what, diagnosed as as a binge eater. Right. And that's what I was saying. We're not therapists. We're not specialists in this. Like I'm just sharing my story. Right. Um, so take this, you know, as we're not trying to tell you how to heal, how to recover, what you should be doing. Um, definitely you need to go see a specialist or a doctor or someone if you are struggling. Um, but if you are struggling, just know you're not alone and there is help and that the recovery is possible. Right. Um, but you just have to take that first step in figuring out what exactly is going on so you can make those changes that you need to see so you can recover. Right. Um, I think too, now we can kind of, kind of pivot a little bit and talk about uh, what recovery has looked like for you. Um, what are you uh, doing to kind of overcome this? And what have you done doing recently to kind of overcome uh, your binging tendencies? 
So the number one thing we kind of got, it's like, yes, you're a binge eater. Yes, you have these tendencies. But figuring out what exactly is like your number one thing of what's going on. And so what we kind of have been working on, which is my biggest thing, is this all or nothing mentality is being completely one way of in dieting, trying to lose weight or completely the opposite way of overeating, eating till I got sick. Um, There is no middle for me. And it's even where I'm so strict, like say I'm on Jenny Craig food and I eat one cookie, I completely swing back the other way and I say, screw it, I already messed everything up now might as well keep going and it completely swings that other way right um to a point where i'll go out of my way to eat as much as i can because i've already messed up um and so that has been the number one thing we're working on um because she said once we can kind of figure out that middle ground or that balance of not being all in or all out the rest of the recovery kind of gets a little bit easier because you're focusing on what my number one challenge was, which is this all in or all out. Um, And so part of that is, you know, allowing yourself to not call certain foods good or bad. I think it's it's not only that, but it's being aware of like we've talked about. It's not having uh, being aware of what makes you feel certain ways or make you do certain things and what those behaviors and actions are so that you can think about it beforehand or after the fact and pull yourself out of that situation um, so that you don't go down into that like deeper hole. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think one of the number one things with what I'm going through in terms of recovery is yes, realizing that all in or all nothing mentality, but it's being super aware of your choices and mindful of what you're doing, why you're making those choices, why you're not making those choices, why you're eating that, why you're not eating that, um, what thoughts go through your mind because you ate that or because you didn't eat that, um, and really just dialing into like the mental thought process that goes behind like every decision that you're making. And it can seem like a lot, but it's so much easier once you're aware of it because before all these thoughts were happening and you weren't aware of it. So it's not like it's extra work. It's just really being mindful of, oh, you know what? I did eat that cookie and I am upset about it, but why am I upset about it? Or no, I didn't choose to eat the cookie and now I'm upset about it, but why am I upset about it? And it's just going a little bit deeper so you can start changing that thought process or reminding yourself, you know what? You ate a cookie, but you're okay. That's fine. That's good that you ate the cookie. But now after that, what's now your choice going to be? And why are you going to choose to do that? Or why are you going to choose to go this other way? And that switching of that mindset has drastically helped me. And I think just doing that has also helped that all or nothing mentality without me even trying to worry about it or think of it. It's just being super mindful of the decisions and the choices I'm making. Right. And I think, too, the other important thing to bring up with this is it takes tons of practice to be so aware and think of all of these things. It's not something that you just wake up tomorrow and, okay, I'm going to think about what's going on and how like these things make me feel. Like you're super hyper aware now, but like there's still days when you throw all that out the window and right. it is what it is. Like, just because you're aware of it doesn't make it easy. Right. Um, just because now I'm aware and more mindful of standing on a scale and weighing myself and, you know, really dealing with the weight gain that I've gone through because that was something I completely just avoided. Now it's kind of taking that responsibility for what happened, but moving forward. Right. Um, and just because I'm mindful of it and I know, you know, 
that it's good to, you know, take action for, you know, your choices and behaviors. I know it's good to continue to move forward regardless without hating myself or shaming myself, but it doesn't always make it easy. And when I weigh myself and I see that number, some days I'm like, you know what, it's just a number. I'm able to move on and I'll think of why am I upset? Why am I not upset? And I'll move on. Some days I'll get off the scale and pick it up and want to throw it out the window because I'm so frustrated. But then once I calm down, kind of, it's going back to that thought process. Like, why did I want to do that? Like, what good would it do to throw that scale out the window? Um, But that just takes practice and it it takes time and it's not easy. But I think that's where we are right now with you as you're trying to overcome that eating disorder and that disordered thinking at the same time of trying to lose weight, which I think, again, leads us to this other area where it's uh, so many of these eating disorder specialists, eating disorder pages and uh, recovery centers they say 100 million percent that weight loss and recovery do not go together whatsoever. Right. And if you are on the path of an eating eating disorder recovery, there's no way you should be losing weight. Weight loss is the worst thing you could be doing. There's no way you can recover and lose weight. Um, and I think, too, that goes back to, again, uh, the view and the label of what an eating disorder looks like or what an eating disorder is that we're, we're saying that people who have eating disorders uh, most likely need to gain weight. Uh, they're anorexic or bulimic or like they're through the binge and purge cycle. Like they're not actually someone who would be overweight or someone who needs to lose weight. Right. And I think that goes back to that stigma that if you're overweight, then it's just because you're lazy, you're fat and you're unmotivated. There's not possibly an eating disorder that could be there. But I think what gets damaging and what I've started to realize is I need to lose weight because of medical issues. Um, And also I need to lose weight because I'm not comfortable or confident with where I'm at. And it's not an unhealthy thing, I don't think, to lose weight if that's what you need to do or that's what's best for you. And that's where I get a little bit frustrated or upset because I've actively started searching out brands and companies and centers on social media to see what tips they can offer me because I am going through an eating disorder recovery. Um, But then you see these places that are recovery telling you not to lose weight. I even saw an account, she went around to all the weight loss centers or, you know, weight loss foods in the grocery stores um, and was making signs on it saying weight loss is bad, stop telling people to lose weight, like people taking it to the extreme. And I'm sitting here like feeling bad about myself, like, How are you putting me down or shaming me because I'm trying to lose weight when that's best for me and then telling me I can't recover from an eating disorder because I'm trying to lose weight and making me feel like losing weight is the worst thing that I can be doing for myself when in reality, losing weight right now is the best thing I can do for myself to get it healthy and strong, to get rid of the fluid, to help the issues I'm having. Like, how are we going to be telling someone this is the only way to recover. Right. And I think, too, the other part of that is that they praise people for gaining weight, which, again, I think leads back to that a, stigma, that stigma again, of what an eating disorder is. Right. And if I weren't already this far along in my recovery and I was still at the place where I had gained weight, because we're not talking a little bit of weight gain from my lowest till when I started losing weight again, I had gained over 100 pounds. So before I started losing weight again, like I'm at right now, if I would have saw this before I got help, 
where would I be now? Where right. would I keep continuing on this path of overeating and binging out and gaining weight because these recovery places are telling me I should be gaining weight? Um, and so I think that's where the damage comes is I'm so happy and proud of myself for how far I've come on my journey where I realize that that's not okay. But what bothers me is with people, if they're not at the stage I'm at or not at the stage of recovery that I'm at, and they're seeing big companies and brands and eating disorder centers talking about this and shaming them if they have to lose weight or want to lose weight, um, I think that's just as damaging for someone. And for me, it's making me feel shameful of it. But so what is that doing to everyone else? Especially if somebody doesn't have the mental strength or the mental uh, toughness or awareness to know that that's not okay right like it not everybody again fits into that same box or that same that recovery doesn't look the same for everyone because what someone who's overweight needs to lose obese needs to lose weight whether like they're dealing with an eating disorder or not right and i don't get how you can tell someone even if they're 300 pounds 200 whatever pounds that they need to gain weight in order to recover from an eating disorder like that's crazy like you shouldn't be shaming someone as an eating disorder center or a therapist when you know people already have this disordered way of thinking and then making them then feel worse about themselves for what they're doing when in reality, like me, I'm just trying to do what's best for me and you're shaming me or trying to make me feel bad for doing that. Right. I think too, it boils down to like, we need to uh, promote what's best for everybody. Recovery looks different for everyone. Let's promote recovery, not okay, necessarily weight gain or weight loss or whatever. Let's promote recovery. Let's promote what's best for you. Do what's best for you. Not, oh, you need to lose weight. Oh, you need to gain weight. Oh, whatever. Because that's where we get into these uh, like divisive times and fights and arguments or whatever it is where people get upset and it, it digs them kind of mentally into a, a deeper hole. Right. And I think general statements like that of trying to put someone's recovery into this is the only way to do it is going to do far worse for them. Um, and then they're going to be struggling and think, well, recovery is not possible for me then. Like, I can't do this um, instead of these companies promoting, like Kevin said, health and happiness and your well-being and having specific plans that work to specific people's needs based on what they're going through, what they're challenged with, what their struggles are. Um, I think that's so much more helpful when it comes to recovery is looking at someone as an individual and what their needs and wants and what they are as a person and what they're going through instead of telling someone, oh yeah, you've been diagnosed with an eating disorder. Okay, that's it. No weight loss. You need to gain weight. You need to do this. And it doesn't work for people. And to make me feel ashamed, and I'm talking about myself because this is me personally, and I know I'm not the only one um, who's going through this, But what is best for me is weight loss and I have to recover from my eating disorder. Both of those are very important. And so I'm not going to give up one or the other just to follow what these people are saying in terms of what they're telling me is best for me because they don't know. Um, And I think that's what makes me so frustrated is everyone's different. Everyone's journey is different. What everyone struggles with and goes through is different. And so by telling someone this is the only way like really, really upsets me. Right. No, absolutely. I think that's that's where you led to the situation that happened this week where you commented to uh, one of these eating disorder pages and explained where you were coming from. 
Right. So like I mentioned, I've been really trying to seek out different therapists, pages, centers. Um, I love my therapist, but I'm always someone where if I can broaden and learn more and expand my knowledge and get more help, I'm not someone who's like, oh, I have all the answers. I'm right. I don't need to learn anything else. This is how it is. Um, well, I think, too, you like to get different opinions and say, OK, this is what they think. This is what this person thinks. And you kind of take all the little bits and pieces from each of them and say, OK, these this bit from this person and that bit from this person is going to help me. That's what that's what you're going to do. Right. And it's not all absolutely one way or right, all absolutely no. the other. And so the more I've actively been searching these types of brands and therapists out, I feel like I just kind of have to stop following some of them because the what they're promoting and what they're putting out, as much as they have some good content and what they say is very true, there's also that those issues and those things that they post that just really upset me and I think can be really hurtful and really damaging to people, myself included. Um, and I've kind of let it go. I haven't said anything. I was just like, I should just unfollow them. But then part of me is like, if I don't speak up or say something, then I'm part of the problem as well. Like if I'm not trying to make change or really break the stigma like I want to do, staying quiet or not bringing my own opinion or thoughts into these conversations that people are having is not helping the problem. It's not breaking the stigma. Um, and I kind of, it was something, you know, because you don't see people disagreeing with pages like this or what people are doing like you don't see people talking about hey you're a therapist for an eating disorder I'm gonna go against what you're saying um and part of me kind of kept quiet and then I saw this post and it said weight loss and recovery do not go together and in the caption it said pretty much it's impossible for these it's two impossible things to you can't do it if you're trying to recover there's no you can, we can't do weight loss weight loss is the worst thing you could do you can't do these two things together and that really made me upset because here i am struggling with an eating disorder working super hard to go through recovery and to the steps to overcome the way i'm thinking about myself my food what i'm eating my body as well as trying to be okay with the weight gain, trying to move forward with weight loss and not just focusing on weight loss, but how I feel inside my body, the choices I'm making, the decisions I'm making while losing weight and I'm making it work for me and it's working. So to have someone completely say it's not possible, no one does it, was kind of like, that's not true. And so I decided to comment hoping to start a conversation, hoping to kind of maybe open their eyes or share a story that's someone who is going through weight loss and an eating disorder. And I made a statement about how I'm doing both. I'm really, you know, feeling good with myself. I feel like I am able to lose weight and recover from an eating disorder. And that general statements like this can be damaging to people, myself included, because everyone's recovery kind of looks different. Um, hoping that as a brand who promotes health and taking care of people and their mental health um, would hear me out and maybe even have a conversation with me, all they did was delete my comment. Um, and so I reached out to them and I said, why did you delete my comment, pretty much? And they responded back and they say, we don't promote weight loss on our page. And, you know, weight loss is not something that we feel is good. And if you want to have a more, you know, in-depth discussion, send us a message and we can go into it further. 
So they pretty much still were putting me down, even though I was saying I was someone who was going through this and were making me, again, feel shamed of what I was doing, that it was never going to work. Right. And I think, too, the other part that we both struggled with is that they want to do this privately instead of kind of not out in the open, but like to bring awareness that there's not only one way to do things. Right. And I think that's where I struggled the most is you didn't even have the decency to comment on that and say, thank you for sharing this. Yes, recovery looks different from everyone. We wish you the best on it. If this is what you're choosing to do, you just pretty much deleted me, shut me down right away and pretty much, again, just told me weight loss is bad. Um, and I feel like, you know, and I talked about it a little on social media, brought it up, and so many people had the same feelings and they followed even the same brands and people that I followed who do this um, and said that they're also on the path of an eating disorder recovery and weight loss, that it's working for them too. And they've had to unfollow some of these accounts because of how much they bash and make them feel bad about themselves. Um, and in no way was that comment meant to bash this brand or this company. It was to bring awareness that recovery does not look the same for everyone. Right. There's not one way that it works for everyone. It's not this way or you're wrong. Um, and by them responding like they did made me see we still have a lot of work to do with this to overcome and to break this stigma and that was just the tip of the iceberg of that really opened my eyes to what's actually going on um and really makes me really want to keep talking about this and bringing it up because i know i'm not the only one who's going through this um and really sharing my story in hopes that if you are going through something similar like this that you don't feel shame you don't feel embarrassment you don't feel like you're doing something wrong if you don't fit into this box of what society is telling you to fit in whether it's weight loss eating disorder weight gain and if you feel you're different than what normal society tells you you should be that's okay right. like and that's normal like we're all different. We're all going through different things and no one should have to fit in this one box or category to feel seen or heard or appreciated or to get help. Right. I think too, that's the bottom line is you're working on your relationship with your food. You're working on your relationship with yourself and your body image and you're focusing pretty much on better health and overall wellness, not focusing so much on like the restriction and the numbers and all of that part of it. So that's what recovery looks like. It's not right. saying, oh, it's not this, oh, it's that, oh, it, whatever. It's it's overall health and wellness that we're, right. we're shooting for here. Right. And it's going back to, and I know we say this probably in every podcast episode, if you follow us, we say it all over social media, but it's all about doing what's best for you. Really figuring out what do I need to do to help me be healthy, happy, live my best life and actually be the person I want to be or I know I could be and to live up to my fullest potential what do I need to do for my physical health, my mental health, my happiness, um, and then making a plan in terms of your specific needs and wants and what you need to accomplish or recover from, that's the most important thing. And no matter what it is, there is a recovery plan for you. There is help out there for you. There is a support group, even if it's a private Facebook group of others going through similar things. There is that help, and I never want you to feel like you're alone. Because a lot of times what we see on social media can be hard 
to not take that as the final word, especially if it's someone who has a PhD, MDA, specializes in whatever it is. You think her way or their way or his way is the only way. And it can be hard to kind of break out of that, especially if doctors are saying something. Well, especially and, if brands have a big following. Like people take that what those brands say as... And I think that's what's hard is take someone who is struggling with their weight, is overweight, knows they have some sort of eating disorder or unhealthy relationship with food and are only following these types of brands, how much harm that that could be causing that person that those brands don't even realize. Like what they're putting out impacts and can touch so many people. And by making general statements like that or telling everyone this is the only way and if you're doing this, you're right, this, you're bad. I think they're not realizing how damaging that could be with what they're doing and what they're posting and what they're putting out because recovery does not look the same for everyone. Right. So I think that's the thing. Your recovery is overcoming your binge eating disorder and your recovery involves weight loss and that's okay. Right. So I always say what I'm doing right now is to help me live my best life physically, mentally, and to just be happy again. And what that looks like for me is losing weight and it's not getting to a certain number. It's not trying to say I want to lose X amount of pounds or once I get to this number, for me, my weight loss right now is I want to feel good in my body. I want to feel comfortable in my skin. I want to feel good in my clothes again, have that confidence in myself. Um, and See if that, you can alleviate some of those medical issues that right, are going on. See if the swelling gets better. See if I can get the banding on my arms better um, and just start feeling good again. That's what I'm focusing on weight loss. That is so different from where I was before, but because of the eating disorder recovery that I'm in, it taught me how to lose weight healthy by not just focusing on weight loss, not just focusing on the number on the scale. And that's why those two are working so well for me is because I am learning how I view food, how I view my relationship with food, with myself, with my body, from going through recovery and applying those healthy habits and changes to weight loss. And I think too that awareness that goes hand in hand with all of that, being aware of what you're doing and how you're doing it. And and right now with weight loss, I'll catch myself sometimes thinking something and I'm like, you know what? No, that's not going to help me in recovery. That's not going to help me lose weight. That's just going to add to this disordered way of thinking. And I'm able to like in a snap be like, that's not okay. And to continue to move forward. And I think That is such an important thing is when we're focusing on doing what's best for us. Overall, no matter what it is, you're going to see huge improvements in your life and you can go through eating disorder recovery and you can lose weight. It just might be a little harder or it might not be the norm. Or or, it might take a little longer, but that's okay. Right. Because like I said, everyone's journey is different. What everyone struggles with is different. And so your recovery or what you're going to have to do, the steps you're going to have to get to reach your goals is going to be different for everyone. And for me right now, my eating disorder recovery and my weight loss are something I have to do. They're both very important to me. And I am making them both work for me to lose weight and to go through recovery. So pages that say it's not possible just kind of really make me upset because I know I'm actually going through it and doing it. So I know it's possible. It's time to maybe unfollow those pages if that's what's going on. And and we've kind of talked about that and discussed that. But I think too, it, it boils down to at the end, you're doing what's best for you and everybody else out there listening and watching needs to do what's best for them as well. 
Um, and that's going to, again, look different for each and every person who's, who's uh, consuming this material. Right, exactly. And I think starting these conversations and, you know, having some difficult conversations and bringing up points that may be taboo or not talked about is the only way we're going to make changes and break the stigmas that are around all these different topics. Because the more we talk about it, the more we bring awareness to it, and hopefully the more it helps people really realize what's important is to focus on you and what you need to do. Right. Right. So. No, that's exactly it. And I think, too, it, it leads people to seek out help a little easier if you can end those stigmas and break down those barriers. Right. Because, like, if we talk about it's okay not to be okay and show ourselves when we're not okay, it helps others realize it's okay not to be okay and to know that they're not alone or what they're going through isn't a burden or something that should be shameful. But it's getting them to say, okay, this person's getting help. Maybe I can get help too. Or if I'm really struggling, it's okay to reach out for help. And it's breaking down those walls and those barriers of what we're told. You know, hold that in. Don't share your emotions. Keep your thoughts and feelings to yourself. And the more we can start breaking down those walls, the more I share that I'm getting help and need help and sharing my recovery. Hopefully someone out there listening can learn to, you know, start asking, reaching out, saying that they're not okay too and getting the recovery that they need as well. Right. Just everybody do what's best for them and get the help that they deserve. Right. So I think, too, with, with that, we'd like to wrap this episode up and say thank you for listening and thank you for watching if you're watching on YouTube. Um, help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing. That would help us out tremendously. And also, we'd like to remind, remind you that it's never, never too, too late, late to, to fly. fly. Thanks, everyone.